0: Welcome to LifePoint with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Hey, thank you for joining me today on LifePoint. I hope your week is going well and that God is in the center of your life. You know what? If you honor God, He'll honor you. I believe it. I stand on it. And I know that God has great promises for you. Our Heavenly Father, bless your people. Lord, give us insight. Give us wisdom. Help us to step out of the boat and be the men and women that you have called us to be. God, we love you. We give you praise and thanks. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, I pray. Amen. Well, folks, victory is promised for those who follow the Lord and put their faith and trust in Him. And God always keeps His promises. Not everybody keeps their promises in life, but I can tell you this, God does. You can probably figure out a little of what I'm talking about today by the title of the message, The Promise of the Rainbow. That's what the title of the message is. You didn't know that until now, but it's called The Promise of the Rainbow. Since this uh, week I've been looking into the sky, I thought I would try to uh, see the mighty hand of God working, and and just look at the beauty of God's uh, creation. And, of course, when it rains, we see that wonderful rainbow. Promises of God are great when we believe and trust in Him. But, folks, disobedience carries consequences. We all understand that from growing up as a child. If you were told by a parent what to do and you didn't do it, folks, there was consequences. At least there was in my life. My dad, uh, he would make sure that there was consequences. Even though he was always very gentle with me, there was consequences. There's consequences of sin. When you live in sin, there is consequences. you might think, well, I don't feel them now. You will. You will feel them. Years ago in my early days, spankings were in order. But nowadays, consequences are like sitting in a room for a half hour or you're grounded from this or that. I'm kind of glad I got an uh, occasional spanking. Not many versus having some, some you know, some, something taken away from me. I'm sure you all have stories about how you had to pay the consequences of dos- disobedience. And I would never tell anybody how to discipline their child. But I know one thing, our children need discipline. One of the most familiar stories in the Bible was about God choosing to destroy the earth with a flood because people were so evil. God wanted life to have a fresh start and in end the incredible corruption that took place. But does that sound familiar? Does that sound familiar today? Corruption all around us. We can't hardly watch the news without seeing corruption. It's amazing and the justification of sin is amazing, even within churches, the justification of sin. The enemy is using so many tactics to get people to turn away from Jesus and the truth of the Word of God. You know, I don't know what the future holds, but I tell you one thing. I know we need to be ready because it could, this end of this world could come at any time. We don't know. I don't have the answer. All I know is we need to stay obedient to the Word of God and do our best to stay in touch with Him. God gave Noah, and of course you know this about Noah, you're talking about the great rainbow, God gave Noah a chance to respond to him or not to respond to him. And of course Noah did. He asked Noah to build a gigantic boat, which was called an ark, in anticipation of the great flood. Noah certainly could have thought that to be a bizarre request, but you know he was obedient to God. And it was no easy task. In fact, it took him 120 years to build the ark. And of course, back then, people lived to be in their hundreds. Noah didn't even start the ark until he was 500 years old. And then he lived another 350 years or so after the ark had landed. After that, the lifespan man started going down, in fact, way down. And, but just for a moment, though, can you imagine the voices in Noah's life that probably made fun of him and laughed at him at such an outrageous task? I imagine he had many opportunities to share about God with people, but people continued to reject God. Christians sometimes deal with the world's laughter. We as Christians deal with the world's laughter. They laugh, to, laugh at us. Because we won't do something or because we want to live a holy life because we run from sin. But the problem is too many Christians run to sin. They give in to sin. They give in to their friends and all the things that they want them to do and say, hey, it's okay. It's okay. Well, that's what happened to Noah's day. Oh, it's okay. Everything's okay. Christians have been made fun of from the very beginning. Some of that in form of Persecution. People laugh when you say, believe God can heal someone, or God can uh, provide a need that seems uh, doesn't seem possible. People laugh because they don't believe that God can do it, or God when God does it all the time. People certainly laugh at the stories of people of near-death experience and share about their trip to heaven. You know what? I've heard some, and I've got a friend that had that experience. Satan would love to take believing totally away from this world, and he is certainly working on hard in doing it. We are seeing much chaos in America now and in the world, in Ukraine, in Russia, China, North Korea. We're seeing incredible things take place. People trying to uh, drum up trouble in the world. We're seeing that all over the United States last two years since COVID hit, and since all these crazy riots have happened. The enemy is standing tall, and us Christians, we've got to stand taller, and we've got to defend God's truth. Don't let the world coax you into believing nonsense, only to stir up trouble. We are all red-blooded Americans. We are created equal in the sight of God. God created one heaven for every person who believes on Him. As the old song goes, red and yellow, black and white, they are precious in His sight. Every one of us are precious to Almighty God. He created us in His image. I assume Noah had to fight all sorts of battles against the very nature of sin and destruction. So, folks, he had to stay the course and walk faithfully with God, and we need to stay the course and walk faithfully with God. If you stay steady in your prayer life, steady in reading your Bible, steady in your faithfulness to the house of God, steady in your daily walk with Him, He will direct you. A lot of you are doing great things by listening to Christian radio two or three hours. You're listening to many sermons, many Bible-preached sermons that are touching your lives because you're listening and you're responding. In Genesis chapter 6, verse 9, the Bible says this is the account of Noah and his family. It says this, Noah was a righteous man, blameless among the people of his time, And he walked faithfully with God. See, the Bible says Noah was righteous. He was a good man, following God, and blameless. And most importantly, he walked faithfully with his God. People of God, you have a choice. You have a choice. Are you walking faithfully with him? Or are you just playing the game and calling yourself Christian? Are you really selling out to him? Is it a 100% commitment? Where are you at? You just doing enough to get by? Is that what you think? Well, I just recently been studying Revelations a whole bunch. And I'm telling you something. We had better be ready. More than once, it says, be aware of what's going on. You think you're a Christian when you're not, as he was telling the churches in, in Revelations chapter 2 and 3. You know, we have got to be ready and to serve God mightily. We don't want him to spit us out of his mouth and say, you know, you said you love me, but you really didn't love me. It was all in talk. But you know what? For Noah, it was all about preparedness. Building the ark was vital, of course, but the basis of God's choosing him to do was a spiritual in nature, just like it is with us. You know, if we do not sense God's calling for task, Perhaps the issue is our own spiritual unpreparedness to re- receive such a calling. How would you receive a call from God to do something out of the ordinary? How would you do that? You know, when God is calling you, it's, it's not comfortable. I've had people that have had jobs, and they, they, and they were called into ministry, uh, pastoral ministry, and they said, man, it's tough for me to do. In fact, the senior pastor of the church that I've pastored for 34 years, Pastor Allen Cheney, was going to be a school teacher. That's where his education was. He was going that route. And one day, my wife said to me, he "says Tom, I think you ought to ask him to be our youth pastor."s Way back 30 years ago, or cl- or close to it. And um, Pastor Allen, we went to him and talked to him, and he prayed about it for two weeks. And he just graduated and was looking for jobs in teaching and coaching. And, you know, God led him into ministry. And now he's been in ministry for all these years and now is the senior pastor of the church that I was once senior pastor of. And now I'm associate under him. But God led him. That wasn't what he thought was going to happen. But God had different plans. Or maybe going on the missionary journey. My good friends Don and Carolyn Armstrong, I know them very well, and I've known Don since eighth grade, and we've known Carolyn since her dating days with Don, and I would have never guessed back then that they would have become missionaries around the world, living in the remote land of Tanzania, living in Thailand, and I remember where... Where they lived in Tanzania, in the end, they had to build a fence because the hyenas would kill their dogs. And I remember one time Carolyn talking about going into her backyard to pick something up, and she ran across a king cobra raising up. You know, ironically enough, the Carolyn of old was petrified of spiders and, and the like. But when God called, they were obedient because their obedience was foremost to them to serve God. And they went to a remote place, a place called Aldersgate in uh, Babadi, Tanzania. And they, for 16 years, built an incredible school, one of the top schools in Tanzania to this day. But you know what? And God has used them in all these things. And it's used now in South Asia and Thailand. They serve 23 different countries. They're the head of. They're the regional directors of. And they travel all over. And they've seen the power of God work like you wouldn't believe well they said yes Noah said yes to to spend hundred and twenty years building an ark to prepare for the future people are you willing to step out of the boat and say yes to the call of god in your life and what is the call of god are you praying about it are you just in a very comfortable place it's time to start praying about it. I want to finish this message tomorrow and talk more about Noah, talk more about the situation, and allow God to touch our lives. May God bless you. May God lead you this day. LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208 362 1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God.